Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we have a big old show. Look, there's a running order for it. That's it, it's not, it's just a prop, just a blank piece of paper. Well, it's not blank. It's just got, anyway, it doesn't matter what's on it. Uh, let's begin the podcast with the Huddersfield owner, Phil Hodgkinson. He told the Jim White show on Monday that lower league clubs would cease to exist if governing bodies didn't act immediately. Well, the former Palace chairman, Simon Jordan, had his say on White and Sawyer. And he thinks that it's high time that salary caps are enforced across football. Outside of the Premier League, you're going to see clubs being wiped out in terms of they can't sell tickets, they can't sell matchday revenues, they can't do catering, they can't do any of the matchday stuff. So 50 to 60 to 70 percent of their turnover is going to go. I'm surprised that Phil didn't take the opportunity to have a broadside at the PFA as well, because ultimately part of the challenge is not just getting more money into the into the leagues, it's getting control over player salaries, getting an understanding from the PFA that ultimately their members have got to do something more than they're currently doing. It's also about, and what I found really interesting about what he said and and it should have been said a long time ago and it's like the truth will set you free governance and control about salary caps because there's this ridiculous yeah. absurd uh, uh, immature attitude to the fact that this is the only sport if the nfl the world's biggest most richest sport can salary cap their players why is there this resistance and belief that english football cannot i heard it again on on sunday supplement talking about the fact that you can't put salary caps in because clubs get relegated no you can put salary caps in you make it a percentage of their turnover now staying with jim natalie and simon they were also joined by the former west Brom and rangers defender gareth mccauley Gareth had some very strong views on the Scottish Premiership ending early, saying that he thinks Celtic's title victory is hollow, hollow, hollow. Oh no, that's echo, it doesn't work, does it? Congratulations, you know, first of all to to you know Celtic on, on the nine in a row. But I just I just feel that not like the team in the sixties and the seventies, there there's always a, a what if and a but and uh, that that'll be labelled at this team and I and in a way, I just feel sorry for the, you know, sorry for the players, sorry for uh, the ones who have been there through it all. You know, obviously Rangers weren't in the in the league; they won one league then. Obviously, it's been cut short. And listen, they were 13 points clear, and they kicked on uh, in the back end of the season, and they were going to win, and they were going to win this nine in a row anyway. Uh, even though even though it was being you know cut short, but I just I just feel a little bit sorry for them. Um, 
that is a little bit hollow, and I just I just think it'll always be through up to the team, uh, the present team, and you know that that's a kind of a shame, I think. Now, Laura Woods was joined on Talksport's breakfast show yesterday morning by Rangers legend Ali McCoy, or Macca to his friends. He actually sent me a little email here, which I've printed off. It says, uh, Dear Andy, loving the podcast that you do. I noticed that you keep calling me Macca. Uh, no one else calls me Macca, but I kind of like it. Can you ask people to only call me Macca from now on? Yours truly, Macca. So there you go. So from now on, it's Macca. Anyway, was alongside the double Ashes winner, Freddie Flintoff. This is Macca and Freddie. Discussing the best ever British comedy character. Alan Partridge is brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But Ricky Gervais in the office. <laughs> I, oh, my word. Is, is he good? He's better. I'd say I'll throw another one into the mix as well. Jim Royal of the Royal Family. Brilliant. Absolutely. I'll throw one at you. Right, you ready for this one? Not got a mention. Can't believe he's not got a mention. How about Basil Fawlty? Back now to Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Simon Jordan. They were reflected on the 1999 Champions League final when Manchester United's two late goals sank Bayern Munich in Barcelona. The man in the middle that night was the legendary referee Kalina and the Italian says he remembers the game fondly. Incidentally, on my show last night, we had Teddy Sheringham who scored, of course, the equaliser for Manchester United. And he was on my show to tell us all about that. That will appear somewhere in this podcast, I hope. Anyway, time to hear from a cleaner. Kalina. The match was not that, uh, that uh, great. It uh, was a normal match. Uh, if we can say that the Champions League final can be a normal match. But definitely, the stoppage time, the three minutes, the two goals scored... Uh, and, uh, and the trophy going from uh, one side to another side, uh, this made that final the ultimate final in the history of Champions League. Yes, and as I mentioned, Teddy Sheringham was on my show last night. Did I mention that? Yes, I did. Teddy Sheringham was on my show. The Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm, reliving that Champions League final. And this is what he said on my show. It's towards Michael. It's come for Dwight York. Cleared. Geeks with a shot. Sheringham! Peter Smichael was in the, in the penalty area at the time. So the ball went middle, middle of the goal around Peter. It, it went to the far post. I think Yorkie was on the far post. And then Effenberg tries to clear it out. Doesn't get the best stroke on it. It falls to Giggsy. Giggsy scuffs it with his right foot. I know from, from my position and my body angle, I know that there's a fella on the line. So when Giggsy hits it, the fella on the line is running up and goes past me. On the on the opposite post, he goes past me, so he's four yards out. I'm still two yards out, but he was on the line when Giggsy struck it. it. It comes rolling past me, and I think to myself, just turn and swivel and smash it. Even though I'm two yards out, I tried to hit it as hard as I could. It scuffed off my ankle, off the soft <laughs> of my ankle, into the corner. And I know I'm onside. But as I scuff it, and it goes in the back of the net, I run away to celebrate, and I have to check, because sometimes the linesman get it wrong. I'm like, yes, he's got the right decision, and I'm off, and I'm into the crowd, and it's just like, we're back in it. We're back in it. This is fantastic. And then Dennis Irwin, who played also that day, was looking back at Manchester United's famous treble win 21 years ago today. Yesterday. 
obviously the pre- previous nine or ten days we'd won the league and beaten Spurs at Old Trafford and we'd beat Newcastle at Wembley and I think we were a, we were a tired team and we were missing our two best players in, in Roy Keane and, and Paul Scholes but we had a great squad. We had a great team spirit in there. We had a great belief that we were on a great run that we wouldn't lose. We needed a bit of luck. There's no doubt about that on the night. If you look at what Bayern Munich hit the post and crossbar when they were one up. But we persevered. And I mean, the last three minutes is, is down in history, isn't it? And just privileged to be there. And, and what a great night it was to finish off what was a great 10 or 11 days. I think Gary Neville has said that it's the best 10 or 11 days a professional player could ever have. Beckham. Into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it! History is made. Manchester United are the champions of Europe again and nobody will ever win a European Cup final more dramatically than this. And staying with that moment, why are you staying with it? Well, there's no love sporting at the moment, is there? Anyway, this is our very own Clive Tilsley, who was on H&J. I don't know why I'm going up at the end of every sentence, but I am. He was on H&J also. On United's win over Bayern Munich in 1999, he said it was probably the biggest night of his career as well. It was the final game of my first season succeeding the late, great Brian Moore as ITV's senior commentator, uh, which were the most massive boots to fill. A uh, wonderful commentator, uh, even more wonderful man in many ways. And I, I guess if I'd messed up those last three minutes, um, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you now. I think um, I wasn't on trial. I had a contract and I'd been at ITV understudying him for two years prior to that. And he'd mentored me in many ways. But um, I was 20 million people watching that night. Manchester United were chasing a treble. And of course, the uh, events were as extraordinary a three minutes of football as probably any of us have witnessed. And I managed to get the goal scorers right. And this is the Times Martin Ziegler on Drive talking... Oh, I can stop with the voice now. Formula One. And he said it could return to Britain sooner than anticipated with Silverstone flexible on their start date. I sort of picked up the sort of rumblings yesterday that the... um, that it was it is going to be reprieved to speak, speak to people Michael and then my colleague who one of the political staff on the times actually got um, a brief that Boris had personally intervened to, 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 to try and tell his cabinet to, to make sure this happens it's a very important thing and they should get exemptions and um, Silverstone say they've got a bit, a bit of flexibility if it's not July the 26th they could they could move it back in a couple of weeks and still have two two dates there if needed so yeah it's looking very positive now, the former Chicago-born three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong joined Paul Coit on TalkSport 2's Sports Day Breakfast Show. He spoke about his memories of playing for the Bulls and the Last Dance documentary. When I came to the team there in the late 80s, um, I just thought it was an, an incredible environment because there were no hidden agendas. Yeah. Um, you know, you came there with one idea, one mindset, and it was just amazing to watch, you know, this figure and Michael Jordan, who had this incredible talent that you saw immediately. And uh, we were able, or the organization was able to surround him with these other guys, myself included, who had the same mindset. You know, make no doubt about it. If you came there with the mindset you wanted to win, you wanted to reach your maximum potential and be the best you could be, it was a beautiful environment. I loved it. I enjoyed every moment of it because, um, you know, we came there with one idea. We, we wanted to do what we had to do to win. 
Uh, we were committed to that, and uh, we made a lifestyle change, a um, lifestyle choice that we all, you know, were, you know, sold into. We had this idea that we wanted to be uh, in this environment, and uh, we achieved what we wanted to achieve. And back now to Nostalgia Alley. Mm, that doesn't sound right. Anyway, here's the former gunner David O'Leary on The Breakfast Show, and he was asked how he felt when he saw Michael Thomas's last-minute winner go in to seal the title for Arsenal at Anfield back in 1989. In fact, we've got the commentary here from Brian Moore. It's up for grabs now, Thomas! It doesn't even sound like him, does it? was looking straight down the pitch when he got that chance and seeing Bruce Grobler come out and I'm thinking this is your chance Michael this is your chance and he just tipped it over and wow. the ball seemed to trickle into the net I was thinking somebody's got to get back and clear it off the line whatever and it took seemed to be took so long to go into that net and as I say the Arsenal fans were behind that goal and it just exploded, really. But Thomas charging through the midfield. Thomas, it's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. We got in, and it, it was just, just unbelievable atmosphere. We got on the coach back to London, probably three and a half hours. I don't know where the three and a half hours went, Fred. It was just, um, it was the quickest journey back to London ever. We we got back to North London. And the streets were absolutely, it was, you thought it was midday, really. Everybody was celebrating. Back now to Dennis Irwin, talking about his old teammate and now Manchester United manager, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. A bit of a slow progress, I suppose, in, in one way with the, the signings and then Fernandes coming in. But, you know, they begin to show signs that they're getting better. Oli's building a better better squad, better, better team down there. And, you know, it's, they want to challenge as soon as possible and I've no doubt I don't know what's going to happen in the transfer windows I don't think anybody does this time round but we'll have to wait and see but certainly they're heading in the right direction and of course some sports bar stuff as last night we had Barry Hearn on show the chairman of World Snooker looking ahead to the return of live snooker or live sport really next week and he was given his say on whether or not the World Snooker Championships would happen this year if it wasn't able to happen in its new scheduled date of July the 31st. We started on this probably six weeks, seven weeks ago, trying to put it in motion. And the most important thing was the safety of the people involved. We've effectively created a bubble. So we're at the MK Dons Arena, which has a hotel on site. We have exclusive use of the hotel. We have exclusive use of, of the venue. As you arrive, you get out of your car, you are taken into isolation. You are then tested. You are transferred from there to your hotel room and you are locked in your room and you're not allowed out until the following day when your test results come in. If you're a negative, you're in the event. If you're positive, you're slung out and you're not allowed back. Every single person in that place from the kitchen staff to the cleaners have been tested and also are in isolation for the entire 11 days of the event. The thing that football's got on its side, that if, and we've seen it already, that if things aren't quite ready, i.e. the players or even the country, they can push it back a week. It's not too much of a problem. How flexible is... No, we're not. No, no flexibility whatsoever. So if it doesn't happen that week, it won't happen? It won't happen. It can't happen. And does that mean it it won't happen this year? 
No, the broadcaster schedule's already set. Uh, it's, not, it's not just us. It's, it's like the same argument would apply to Formula Ones or whatever. Yeah. You, you either do it or you don't do it. So just to a definitive answer, if it doesn't happen on the 31st of July to August the 16th, this year's World Snooker Championships will not take place? I think you can take that as a 99% yes. And the answer, the reason I make it 99 is because you can never say 100% on anything. Uh, we've got a quick audio round if we have time. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, here's a famous song from the film. Yeah. What word has been repeatedly bleeped out? We represent... Most, the most ridiculous question I've ever been asked in my life. That was Josh's what, work, that one. I didn't have time to do one today, Josh, so I left it up to Josh. What is the question? What, what, word, the word? what word's been bleeped? We don't have time to replay it, but... Tuesday. Uh, which? I don't, I'm going which. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, both, both of those are wrong. <laughs> right, what was it? Apparently it was lollipop. There we go. Josh needs a lollipop. Inserted somewhere. I'm And question nine. What did Dorothy say? when she taps her shoes together at the end of the film. I know it. Is it Rent-A-Ghost? <laughs> There's no says... place like home. There's no oh, place yeah. like home. Well There's well no place like home. There's no place like home. And that's it. Thanks for listening to another podcast. Reminder, you can download previous ones from uh, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And live horse racing, before I go, let me tell you, live horse racing from Hong Kong is back on TalkSport 2 from 11am this morning. You can get your racing fix with all nine races from Chartin exclusively live on national radio. That's 11am this morning. Now, of course, if it's past 11am and you really like horse racing, well, then you've missed some of it. But fear not, tune into TalkSport 2 and you can hear some of it. Unless, of course, it's finished its transmission on TalkSport 2. If it's before 11am and you really like horse racing, well, you're in for a treat because you've got time to tune into TalkSport 2 and you can hear all nine races. If it's before 11am and you hate horse racing, then don't even bother. And if it's after 11am and you're not a fan of horse racing, then it doesn't affect you anyway. I think that's cleared everything up. And to get all of that, if you do quite like racing, you can download the TalkSport app, swipe left, or ask your smart speaker to play TalkSport 2 to follow the action as it happens. I'll be back tonight from 10pm for another Sports Bar, the Wednesday edition. Of course, we've got live updates of the last quarterfinal in the Sports Bar Cup between the Biscuit 11 and the Aftershave 11. So make sure you join me and Moonface for that one. In the meantime, have a great day. Keep your distance, wash your hands, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.